Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 333. It's a special episode for Neo Prime 333, right? 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 On July 8th, 2021. On tonight's episode, we talk about our thoughts, your thoughts, and social media's thoughts on the new Nintendo Switch OLED model and getting ready for the Skyward Sword launch this week. Jesse, you know what to do. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Marty here, and you're listening to episode 333 of Nintendo Dads. I am back, and boy, do I have some grievances to air out with you three. Not really. I mean, you pretty much just carried me through the month of June, so that's okay. Uh, Tonight, it's July 8th, 2021, and we're going to talk about the brand new model of the Nintendo Switch that Nintendo conveniently left out of their E3 presentation and just quietly shoved out to die on Tuesday morning and lots of other fun things. Speaking of fun things, Tim Off, how are you doing this evening? I am doing great. I am going on vacation, not anywhere, but to get ready to move more stuff. Well, you can't see me because I got the background on, but I'm starting to take down a lot of the stuff behind me. Getting ready to uh, move my stuff from this space into another space in the house, getting this space ready for my mom to stay in while we get ready to sell our house and get her moved to something else. So it's going to be busy in the next week for me. So, But I'm happy to be on a vacation and and be able to concentrate on that rather than trying to concentrate on work and this, that, and another thing. So how about you, Marty? Uh, I'm just happy to be here, man. Like (laughs) I've survived June and uh i'm here i'm back i don't know there's going to be any other times that i'm going to be gone lately so uh in the in the near future so i'm just happy to be back with my one of my good friends talking nintendo you know uh speaking of talking nintendo jesse waldack how are you man i I can do that i'm doing good uh our air conditioner decided to want to crap out again already i'm like oh that's not fun so things are a little warm down here, so but it's not too bad yet. It's only like 80 degrees. It's been worse. Only. But uh, one thing I do wanted to quickly shout out is, well, first, we, I ordered a new stream deck, the big one. It's not working yet, so I opened up a trouble ticket with, with them to figure out what's wrong with that. But in order to make room on my desk for it, because I have no room for it, I asked in Discord, you know, who knows how to model, and Detfast said, hey, I can probably help you. So I whipped up a sketch of what I wanted, he modeled it up, and I was able to print it. This thing took three days to print, but there's a little shelf I can now put on the inclined part of my desk, and it'll actually fit the stream deck on top. Noticeably, there's flaws in it, like that is like double thick than it needs to be. So we're going into round two and do another rounding printing of that when that's ready, which hopefully won't take three days because it'll should be like a half the volume. But uh, so that's what I, that's what I've been doing most of the week. That is watching, like watching that is above print. and beyond for community. Like let's mm-hmm. just be honest, I didn't expect that. Neither did I. So thanks that fast for that. Really cool. Really cool. And uh, speaking of really cool, you ever cool. Clark can't know Justin Masson. 
How are you, buddy? <laughs> what is going on, folks? Nothing much. Doing all right. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you allowing me to come back to the show. It's great when I'm invited back. I really do appreciate that. Look, you've, uh, got the, you've got the fresh chop <clears throat> going on? I do have the fresh chop. I actually just had a water fight. We were just at, at uh, the church and had an outdoor hour-long water fight, which is probably why I look like I just came out of the, out of the shower. In other words, you lost. I did. I, I think everybody you know, loses when, in a one. Yeah, whenever you're like the biggest kid and the oldest kid and the well, adult, like wins, every, depending on your point yeah, of view. Everyone's gonna everyone's gonna pick on you. So I got picked on, which is all right. Um, but I'm actually tomorrow is my last day of work for three weeks. I'm actually going on sabbatical, which I am super excited about. So like counting down my last couple of days, I won't go back to the office till August sixth. Or sorry, I apologize, August third. Uh, but yeah, I am uh, I'm excited to get some R and R. How do I get one of those? R and R's, or or what do you what? Hmm? Three weeks uh, medical. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, how I don't do I get. I don't know what to tell you. Take one. Full, full disclosure. <laughs> uh, in in November, I'm taking a two week sabbatical. Well, there you go. Offered to me by my job, uh, and we're also going to Disney for a week, and I'm also taking an additional week off, so I'm not going to work. Nice November. That's fair. Uh, I see Mecha Dragon asks, you're all going on vacation. This is going to affect you guys on the show. Well, Mecha Dragon, I am definitely not going to be on the show next week because I'm going to be out in the middle of the woods camping. Uh, so, but we'll see what else we can do. I promise you there'll be a show. And by the Better way, so, me. sometimes when there is no show, there is a show like done from a car, right? We always try for the most part to give you content. So I promise something something's going on. You know, we'll, we'll yeah. figure it out. Depends on how Just quickly I can get my desk back together <laughs> next yeah. week. Speaking of something going on, we've got a lot of news to talk about, big news to talk about. And so let's just dive straight into it, shall we? Let's do it. Do it. You should You should do it. Do it. Do it some more. Do it. Just keep doing it. Do it some more. Well, do it. Do it. Who asked for that? Do it. Thank you. Thank you, God. You see what happens when, anyway. Uh, each and every week, our show is brought to you guys by you guys over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can jump into a fantastic community that right now is just playing golf. We're just hitting some balls, <laughs> playing some Mario Golf. And speaking of balls. I was going to say, is that a segue? Segway support for Nintendo Dads is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the belt grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. Hey, by the way, Jesse, do we have that ad running right now with a? It's running right now. Nice, it, awesome, it, it, I love it, it. it. It's sitting there right between yours and Tim's shoulders. I love it. I love having some. I'm gonna leave that comment alone. All right. Well, and anyways, last last week since it was just Tim and me, it was I was like it was like right over my frame, so I was hiding behind yeah. it sometimes and peeking over it. Well, Jesse, let me tell you, Manscaped has just launched the fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. I hear you have one, Marty has one, Tim has one, I have one, and let me let me again say that right, 4.0. And over two million men join over two million men who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you: twenty percent off and free worldwide shipping when you use the code NINDADS. I N sorry N I N D A D S at manscaped.com. Let me tell you this though. Maybe you're like, Justin, I already got a trimmer. I don't need this manscape and stuff. I'm good. 
So I already had a trimmer. Manscaped sent me a trimmer. I'm going to tell you what you should do. You need to go over to their website right now. And you need to click on the crop preserver. I use this and I have been using it for over a year. And let me tell you, it is amazing. It is anti-chafing ball deodorant. And if you're putting deodorant under some of the sweaty areas, areas of your body, why would you not put it on probably the sweatiest area of your body? Do you know what I'm saying? A little daub in the morning, a little bit of a rub, you're doing all right. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of, it's, say it's a nice aloe as well. Go ahead, Matt Marty. Justin, I'm just going to say this. It's a fat guy's best friend. Yeah. Yeah. It's hot. It's you're sweaty. Out in the summer and you're trucking along. Yeah. You need some crop preserver. Yeah. Let me tell you, I would, uh, yeah, the, between the anti-chafe, anti-chafe ball deodorant and the crop preserver, go over there. I've ordered some more stuff coming in as well. I highly, highly recommend and I use, use the it. code today because I'm an old guy yep. and uh, I needed some uh, nose care because people are starting to like, look at me and be like, yeah. 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 And so there's, there's this thing they have that it's called the weed whacker <laughs> for your nose. I, yep. I like the names of these products. <laughs> that the, the names of the products are fantastic. The quality of the product is fantastic. And uh, I don't know if you mentioned this last week, but uh, you can actually go in there and they, they have several subscription plans yep. Yep. that actually take money off of the product on the front end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you can cancel at any time. Yeah. So, and, and if you don't cancel it automatically, she sends you out like, you know, every three months you get a new thing of deodorant, which is awesome. Tim, I want to follow up with you because Tim, last week when I left you, I hear you're kind of nasty. I hear you're using the same, your same below the belt trimmer as you are for your face. Nobody wants, nobody wants that. What are you, you talking about? How are you talking about? Don't lie I to me. I rolled, I, rolled, I rolled back the tape. I heard about you. All right. How are you doing now? I, am, I haven't tried it yet, but I'm not using that me. down there yet. But I, I do have it ready. It's charged and ready right. to use. Good. Well, I expect a report next week. Ladies and gentlemen, get 20% Walmart. off in free shipping with the code NINDADS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off in free shipping at manscaped.com. And again, use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tool for the right job, which is what Manscaped provides. Back to you. Awesome. Someone. And as you are using that code and saving your 20% off, you can be saving that cash for October the 8th because this Tuesday, Nintendo surprised us all with the uh, early morning drop of the Nintendo Switch OLED model, which is uh, the brand new. Guys, can we just go ahead and call this? This is the Switch Pro. This is the thing well, that everybody's been talking about. Let's as say the this. Switch. This is the thing that was rumored. I would not call this a Switch Pro. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that here in just a, a minute. There, there's some people who are saying, yes, this is the thing. This is the Switch Pro. There's some people who are saying this is not enough. We're going to follow up on that here in just a minute. But let's talk about uh, the sexy beast of a Nintendo Switch, right? Um, holy crap. Uh, the screen looks amazing. Mm-hmm. It is a 7-inch OLED screen versus the 6.2-inch screen on the original uh, it also has a brand new kickstand that goes Point the width of the device. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it, it'll be it's a no, significant difference. I mean, well, that's, you that's, know what they that's, did, that's right? It's what your wife says too, right? Just 0.8 inches doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. You know Again, what they did, right? Manscape.com. Yes, they used Manscape, and that's what I was going to say. Yep, they trimmed. They trimmed back. <laughs> they trimmed up. Trimmed made it, made it the screen look bigger. <laughs> this was not planned. <laughs> that was I was not planning on go, have this going there. But no, you're right. It Go does, on, Marty. I mean, 
with the uh, with the OLED screen uh, and the added 0.8 inches, it does add a, a, a huge difference there. Uh, the kickstand is now the width of the system, uh, and it can rest in several positions, meaning you can you can almost get it like I, I do think this kickstand bends farther than the old one. Uh, and I think it oh, will yeah. probably be probably be sturdier. It has one of the a, examples was like almost like 70, on the table. It's like a seventy degree angle. Yeah. Uh, improved audio, new dock replacing the original uh, 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 which includes a brand new Ethernet port in place of the internal USB port, uh, which I have a bone to pick with. Uh, I called we'll it to that. Uh, 64 that. gigabytes of internal storage, no apparent update to the processor, though various reports are coming out as of today that original dev kits of Nintendo Switch had six gigabytes of RAM in it. The Nintendo Switch OLED model has eight gigabytes of RAM in it, but both retail models only have four. Which I is understand weird. a dev kit having more memory. I don't understand why you would increase it when the base system isn't being increased. There may be something else there. Who knows? Because you know, uh, that kind of quick sideline, that's the reason why the N64 has the expansion pack is because the the, the, expand, the, the dev kit had more RAM than the, the system. They developed Donkey Kong 64, found a game-breaking bug that when running it on real hardware, and the, the solution was give this thing more memory. I am afraid that what may that's what may happen eventually. Because there's no apparent update to the processor. Now you can get the Nintendo Switch OLED model when it comes out in two different colors. You can get a white model. It comes with a brand new white dock and white Joy-Con. Or you can get a blue and red Joy-Con like the original with a black dock. Uh, and this releases October 8th for $349.99 USD or $449.99 Canadian. Um, gentlemen, first blush here when you saw this video, what did you think? I I, I was not surprised. I, this is kind of what I thought would happen. I wasn't really expecting 4K. If we were going to have a resolution boost, I think it would have been to 14.4 at the most. But yeah, I'm kind of not surprised by this at all. Yeah, I think I would kind of agree with Jesse as well. I think, you know, it's launching in that October space, which is kind of, I think, what we talked about before, probably for prediction if it was going to come out this year. Um, I find it interesting that they're actually launching it the same day as Metroid Dread. Like, they're putting a lot of, like, that's a big, like, if you think about it, when they launched... It was the first game that was shown in the commercial as well. It was the first. So, like, when you thought of, like, the initial Switch, the game you thought of, Breath of the Wild. The game that they launched the Switch Lite with was uh, Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening. The, the game that they're launching uh, this with is Metroid Dread. That's really interesting. Metroid Dread is getting a lot of love, like between their special case, special amiibos, and the same day launch. And I'm going to argue that that like you like in all fairness, you could have just called this the Metroid Dread edition with that white and black looking look to it. I was like, sweet mother, that Can looks I make nice. A point? You know yeah, why, why I think they're pushing Metroid Dread so much? It's the only first-party game coming out this fall and winter that's not a remake. That could be. That could absolutely be. Um, my initial thought of it, it has a larger screen. I'm happy with that. Uh, we see an increased um, internal storage to 64 gigs. I still think it's not as high as it should be, absolutely, but that's better than a kick in the crotch with a steel-toed boot, 
right? So we'll take that a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, my, when my you think of hundred external is filling up, I'm ready to buy a one terabyte. Yeah, when you're when you're talking about like things to improve, yeah, one of the biggest complaints that people had to start off with was the kickstand. So that's a good area to improve. Um, I don't really know if you needed to adjust the dock. Adjusting the dock and changing it didn't really seem necessary to me. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, better sound speakers. That's cool. That's great. Um, I. I I'm here's the deal. Like I'm going to buy it. And the reason is, and I know we're going to have a whole discussion about, Oh my gosh, I am rocking an OG switch. Mm -hmm. So this is a significant step up for me. If you already bought the animal crossing one, this is probably not a big step, but for a person who's rocking an OG switch from launch day that when you turn it on, it might actually sound like an airplane's coming out of the back of it. I'm really excited for this. Is this a switch pro? I don't like a manscape trimmer. Right. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, because Manscaped trimmers are much quieter than that because of their electric 4.0 mortar. Um, but let me tell you right now. Is this the pro? I don't know, because we have to remember if there is any organization or company that is going to have iterative designs of their platforms. It is Nintendo. They have sold us. How many times have they sold us? Mario, how many times have they sold us DSs in different SKUs, different cuts, different versions? This may get us closer to the pro pro version. This may not be the pro version. The pro version may be whatever Switch 2.0 is. That may be the pro version. I am a little disappointed that we don't have anything about the Joy-Cons, like stronger Joy-Cons, better Joy-Cons. I don't know. Maybe the Joy-Con problems are resolved now. Maybe there's new batches. I don't know. Overall, I'm excited for it. Um, and I'm going to pick it up. Although I will say when I showed it to my, my wife and kids, they were like, what's the big deal? Mm. I don't get it. They're like, I don't, I don't understand why, like, what's so big. Why is this, this, this doesn't excite us. And I was like, that's a good point. Like to an average day consumer, they're like, I, this, this, this isn't, this isn't blowing my skirt back. I don't get it. Tim, what about you? Um, my first initial reaction was like, as it started, I was like, oh, yes, OLED, sweet, we're going, it's it's starting, here it is, you know, and then it went on to talk about these other things that went with it, and then that was it, you know, just the, the improved audio, the new dock, the 64 gigabytes, and the stand, and all that kind of stuff, but nothing mentioned about the processor, so... Yeah. Well, the thing that I thought of while I was watching this again and again a couple of times <laughs> was I am excited for it, especially I do like the black and white. I think it looks cool. I like the dock. It, it kind of reminds me of the, you know, it's kind of that um, DS fat to DS light, you know, where you had a sleeker looking device and, you know, you went for the sleeker looking device. Uh, but the only thing I could think of was there's one of two things that could be happening here that, and I don't know if this is a thing or not. So I could just be, maybe it's just a dream or whatever, but one is um, before the dream part, I was thinking maybe they did have a thought of updating the processor, but because of chip shortages and all that kind of stuff and knowing that they wanted to get this out, they made modifications and decided not to upgrade the chip. Um, or get the next level, whatever that NVIDIA chip is that would have allowed them to move up but still be able to play all Switch games. And maybe they decided not to do that because of the issue with uh, chip shortage. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, the other thing was, is maybe there's still something there that we can't see and they can't necessarily talk about because it's not something, like you said, that would blow people's skirt up about talking about the chip, like say Apple would in regards to a new phone, you know, where they talk about, oh, here, this new phone has the new, our newest chip and stuff like that. Nintendo doesn't make chips. They buy them from other people. So, and if they're using the same chip or a, a, again, modified version of the chip that would allow them to use that with that DLSS or whatever that's called, um, maybe it's something that they do have there that it allows them to the ability to upgrade, you know, with a firmware upgrade or something that it's something that just gets turned on or something. I, I don't know if that's something they would want to do or not. Again, I was just thinking of potential things that could be happening here. Or again, like we were talking about, this is just it. This is what's happening yeah. and it holds yeah. us over for another couple of years. And then, then we get the next switch. I, I agree with you, Tim. My, my biggest disappointment is that it is not a better chip chipset than what's currently in, I guess, the the current current switch. It's better, the chipset that's being used in the current switch is better than the OG switch, so I guess I'm okay with that. But it, yeah. I would have I would have liked to see a better chipset, and I would have been, would have actually liked to have a better battery. I was kind of disappointed in that as well as it is the same now. I don't know if maybe the OL OLED it, is pulling it. It's a better battery for us OG people. Again, yes, yes. yeah, 4. yeah, point yeah. five to nine hours. That's where I got excited about was that yes, I am an o- day one switch owner yeah. so I'm gonna say this, I, it's, it's going to be a major update for me my my feeling on it was this is like this is really cool i i love how sleek it looks i love the white and black um what kind of i'm gonna get it because i i mean I, i've got to have it <laughs> i mean it's just like yeah why not right yeah. like i'm like you justin like i need an upgrade for my original machine yeah the um, kind of the sticking point for me is this is twice in a row now that new hardware iterations have focused on handheld players. Yeah, and that's, you and know, it's I, actually funny. You know, yeah. I, like as a person who enjoys playing docked and a person who does play docked quite a bit, I, I mean, I play probably 50-50. Yeah. Uh, I was very disappointed that even though this is something neat and I do want this, I am disappointed in the lack of upgrades for docked people. Land port and doubling the internal storage is not the upgrade that I was hoping to see with yeah. this. Uh, Tim. Yeah. I was going to say that, uh, unfortunately, I think the data is what's driving them. So the data, which is why I even sent a message out to, Nintendo of America and Doug Bowser to see if they would respond, but giving us a number, because uh, I don't even know if that's even talked about, but a number of handheld players versus docked players. And they have that data. And I know they there was a number out there before or a percentage you know, of people. And I think it's always been higher on the handheld side, which is why I think we've been seeing more towards that market, Any unfortunately. Market. Any market research towards that is probably more geared towards Japanese consumer instead of worldwide, which will be a majority yeah. mobile. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I, and I and I would say that that very much aligns with what Onyx 
uh, music is playing. He said, this is, this is kind of a light for TV capabilities, mainly because of how strong they showcase the portability and upgrades, right? Yeah. This is definitely like, you can definitely tell the audience for this, right? The audience is the handheld player. It's not the docked player. Um, So, and I mean, I'm a person who plays, I'm probably 80% docked, 20% handheld right my handheld is basically when i travel that's and and that's great and i love it for that and when i'm on planes again traveling i'll love it but like the majority of the time i'm docked um but again the step up for processor better battery than what i currently have now it's i can't well and one of the things that i'll point out is there are some people who prefer docked not just because that's they want to play in front of a tv but they want to play it because it does allow the 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 switch itself to run better Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in docked mode. So just like I'm, I'm appreciative of these upgrades and I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to buy it. But all in all, I'm surprised that there are so few docked upgrades. Uh, you, you know, like I'm fine with there being more storage inside. Okay, great. But that doesn't help me. I've got everything on a one terabyte card anyway. Uh, and I've still got saved data room. Fine. A land port does not help someone who doesn't have it, it, no internet at all. That does that's not a concern for me. Maybe sometime down the line when we get you know that it will be, but I, I just makes it's it's kind of strange to me that we've got the light that's that that is solely focused on handheld players, and it even does have better battery because it is that self-contained smaller screen. It's a it's a more compact you know, finer, finely tuned units, just a little bit of better battery life. But I mean, this is a huge jump. And honestly, besides the price, uh, at this point, I, like as a consumer, if I was stepping into the market with Switch um, and this, like if I went and all three were on the shelves, I'm going to get the OLED model. Yeah. I mean, that's I buy a Nintendo Switch Lite at this point, other than price. Like, oh, that's the budget model. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I do, and I do think like there, there is still a place for the light, right? I do think like families, right? It's still one hundred and fifty dollars cheaper that right than the base model, or sorry, the OLED model, um, and you know, so I do think there's definitely a market for it, and you'll still have sales on that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you do have to remember there is also a large, just like handheld market, right? And again, Jesse, Jesse called out the the, the Japanese uh, markets, right? But I do think it's interesting, right? You're 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 you know, grandma or mom or dad is going to go into Walmart right on Christmas or, and there's going to be three SKUs there and they're going to have to say to the sales clerk, why is this one $50 more than this one? I don't think that by, I, I think that by Christmas time this year, there'll be two. Oh no, I no, think, no. Oh, I think that no. old switch is getting phased out. Absolutely. It is. It, it is. It is, but it won't be phased out that quickly. You don't think so? Oh no, 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 no. They, um, they're, you've got to think, you've got to think about your supply chain, your uh, supply chain. Bundles. Yeah, you're gonna yeah, exactly. Bundles are gonna be there. Yeah, I don't think so. If that was the case, they wouldn't have shown all three systems in their family eventually. So is this why they predicted how however many million console sales? Because I just don't like you know, there's a lot of people, us are sitting here, some of them who double dipped on Switch Lite. And now for me and my family, that would be like a triple dip for yeah. the OLED. Yeah, which is how many yeah, people are gonna do that? I, th- I think, well, in my, in my case, every you know, poll that I'm seeing run by social media is over like 
not over some are overwhelming. No, I don't care about this. Right. But even our own poll that we ran, yeah, no was no. I'm not getting this. Yeah, that that came out with sixty uh, percent said no, forty percent said yes. Are they getting it? Okay. Yeah, like even back in like to the DS days, I bought uh, I rocked a DS Fat up until DSi XL, uh, pretty much. But uh, so so the, the small upgrades I didn't bite at. You know, the, the Switch Mark II with the better. Uh, with, with the modified processor leading to the better battery life, I didn't get because that, that upgrade wasn't very big. You go, going from Mark II to Mark III, again, if I had a two, I wouldn't go for three because it seems like it's not a big leap. But I'm going from one, a one to three. So yeah, two small leaps is bigger than one small leap. So I think, yeah, I think it's time for me to upgrade. And yeah. you, uh, you have to remember, Nintendo is a company, like during the DS times, where the, you had multiple systems in your household. That is how they view the accessibility had, of the Switch. I think we've had six or seven 3DSs in our house at one point. Yeah. Yeah, that's how they that's how they view the accessibility of the Switch. And so long as they're able to do that with something like the like the light and there's a need for it, they're gonna satisfy that market. Well, and their their model for 14 years of 3DS and DS was incremental upgrades. Uh, you know, that that went like, okay, here's the, the, the DS. Now there's uh, the DS Lite, there's the DSi, there's the DSi XL. There's, you know, and each time it was just a few little upgrades, but it was yep. enough to make you want it, right? Mm -hmm. yep. And then it was, there was a big leap from two from DS to 3DS. Yeah. But it took yep. a while. It took a while. And, and I don't think that the Switch is going to have a 14-year console life cycle. No. But... It could be 10. Yeah. Because we're yeah, I, at five. And, you know, if they do a Switch Pro next year, then, which I'm not getting into that speculation. I'm not saying we've heard anything. I'm not saying we're speculating it. I'm just saying, if even if they turned around and did it in 2020, that or, or 2022, I mean, that's that, that's still five years into life cycle, six years in life cycle, and that completely reinvigorates yeah. uh, the, the, the whole line. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys this because there's only so much we can bandy about, about, uh, specs and price and what we think about it. Um, a lot of people, of course, this did the typical Nintendo thing, right? Like it launched, uh, there, there was a big groundswell of social media, uh, energy around it. And then once that kind of petered out around midday, all of the tweets started coming in. Nintendo didn't deliver. I'm so mad. It's, this sucks. Da, 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 da. Uh, and, and so I wanted us to talk about this kind of to round out this discussion. And, and I'm saying this statement and watch my air quotes here. And, and for those of you who are just listeners, I'll, I will say quote. All right. So let's discuss this. Nintendo quote, didn't deliver on the internet hype and rumors with the OLED model. Is criticism slash outrage fair in this situation? No, I, I don't think it is. And here's the other part of this. And, and, and I want to be fully uh, transparent to this. I recognize that we are part of this beast. We are part of this problem. We are a podcast that talks about hype and speculation, but we talk about it in a way of like, man, this would be awesome. But at no point did Nintendo come out and say, this is what we are going to do. <laughs> Right. Also, just like a Nintendo Direct, 
Nintendo does not come out and tell you, this is what we are going to do. Right. But what happens is we begin in, in the internet and, and YouTube do, culture. And people are so upset that they didn't. Yeah, do exactly. Inter- <laughs> internet culture and YouTube videos and clickbait and all this and rumors. Right. When you think of like where these rumors start, rumors is like a bad game of telephone. Right. I will tell you one thing and then I'll tell it to Marty and Marty will sell it to Tim and Tim will say it to Jesse and it will come back and it will have altered or changed or adjusted. Right. And so, and then we believe that is the truth, but the reality is that is not the truth that started as something and then adjusted. If you look at Bloomberg's initial reports that came out, they mentioned the OLED component. They mentioned that information. Guess what? Nintendo delivered on that. What they didn't deliver on was that somewhere along this game of telephone, somebody added 4K and somebody added DSL, whatever. Right. And then uh, then all of a sudden, when those things don't come to fruition, how dare you, Nintendo? Ladies and gentlemen, Nintendo has not been in the specs game for a long time. Why are you, why are you shocked that they didn't give you 4K? They don't play the specs game. Like, come on. Hey, give your head a shake. Tried. Last time they tried, I think it was N64 era. That was it. They have I been think, out of the specs game for 25 years. I think the thing is, is that uh, people are expecting Nintendo to surprise. We're getting in the specs game. We're going to give you the processors no! and all that. Why would they do that? They're going to lose. Exactly. Because guess what, ladies and gentlemen, I don't care if you don't like the OLED. I don't care if this is failing you and that Nintendo faulted you because guess what? They're going to make bank on this and they have Mario and they have those IPs and you're going to play those games and guess what? It doesn't matter. Can, can I just say this? You say they're going to make bank. There's already proof right here of about yeah. $1,500 of yeah. sales. Yeah. Am I right? Right. Like, I mean, like, and, and people will say that and they'll say, oh, well, you're just Nintendo fanboys. I think we've proved here well, th- that we yeah. have reasons for wanting to upgrade. Right. And yeah. How many of us bought Mark II? One or zero? I'm, I'm going to say one more thing. I if almost you... did like two weeks so, ago and I'm so, so just glad because, I didn't. So yeah, just because Nintendo puts out a product doesn't mean we are going to buy it, even us four. I'm going to say one more thing. If you don't like the OLED switch. And if you don't like Skyward Sword and you don't like Mario Golf, then don't buy them. Like you don't have to. No one's forcing you. It's okay. All right. Your opinion's okay. You don't need to buy them. That's it. It's okay. Because guess what, folks? Not everything's for you. Not every game is for you. Not every console is for you. Get over yourself. Well, you made a good point too. That Atari it, VCS says hi. You made a good point that th- that is their opinion, and their opinion is you know they don't they didn't get what they wanted and what everybody was hoping for, so they're disappointed, and they have until October to come around and figure out if it's something they want or don't want. So and so everybody, just like all of us, we're grieving our you know we're we're telling you know what we're disappointed in, but. Again, when it comes down to it, it's going to come just like the whole Pokemon thing, right? Everybody was disappointed with the, the new Pokemon game. They're all going to buy it. We're not going to buy yeah. this. It doesn't have the full uh, decks in it, you know, 
and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not going to buy it. And then, of course, it has, you know, numbers that say if, otherwise. If you have chat open, check it out. It's kind of funny in there. Uh, on uh, Twitch? Yeah, I'm yeah. seeing I'm seeing a Twitch chat pop off. This, but here's the problem. This is the other the, like this is like and the reason I'm kind of riled up about this, right? Is I'm I'm kind of riled up about it because this also happened like two weeks earlier with Mario Golf when everyone's like, oh my god, tournament mode's not in it. Rawr, flip the table. Okay, then don't buy it. But Nintendo didn't give me the thing I wanted. Rawr. Okay, then don't buy it. Like they didn't tell you it was going to be in there. You made an assumption and you decided to make a decision on it. Didn't and yes, our, I know that 3DS version had it. That doesn't mean it's in the next one. Like for the love of Pete. And Nintendo Dad's family pod, uh, podcast contributor, Dan from RetroLogic, say the same thing. Yeah. With your dollars. Like, like it, like it, it just blows my mind. Here's the thing. Nintendo will never live up to the expectation and the hype that the internet has created. Why? Because we have a thick nostalgia and we believe we can all sit back in our cornered back chairs and tell you if we ran Nintendo, here is how we would do it. Guess what? They don't need your opinion. They're doing just fine without you. And if you don't want to buy it, don't buy it. So shut up. It ain't for you then, and move along. And, and by the way, why, you're part of the problem. We're part this, of the problem. This is why Ooh. I learned this lesson back in uh, the Wii, Wii U days, was I wanted Nintendo to be more back then. I wanted them to do X, Y, and Z that PlayStation and or Xbox was doing so that I could do everything I wanted to do on a Nintendo product without having to buy one of those other things. And they weren't doing it. They weren't doing what I wanted them to do. I got angry. I was like, I'm done with Nintendo. I don't want to do anything anymore with them. They just not giving me the games I want. Of course, I wasn't done. I got, you know, <laughs> I still got things, you know, like the, the DSs, the 3DSs, the Wii U and all that stuff. But what I learned was is that, okay, if you have the means, and I know not everybody does, if you have the means, go buy one of those other consoles. Go buy one of those other systems that takes scratches that itch that the Nintendo system doesn't, you know, the higher graphics or the, the story, the long narrative story that Sony does or the multiplayer games that Xbox does, or even game pass. We've got people who are doing those, you know, because you can go and play all these games in game pass that you can't play on Nintendo, you know? So if you can, especially with the game pass thing, I mean, that's like, you know, you pay, you know, a good amount of, uh, find a sale you can pay a good amount for game pass ultimate and then you can have access to a lot of games to try so on an xbox so there's there's ways of doing it yeah, and i think Tim, i think one of the things just having that second console helps <laughs> that, that i want to make to that is this is that having the second console does help but there are people like me uh and i think lots of others who I'm kind of middle of the road on this. Like I think it's like, it's one of those cases of high hopes, low expectations. Right. Mm. Uh, but also on the other hand, I would love to see like, it's, it's the same issue that I have with no, inter no docked upgrades for the switch OLED. I would like to see them be able to say on these big games where everybody's already asking it anyway. Right. Like, Doom Eternal, it's coming to Nintendo Switch, right? 
Sure it is six months after the other release. I I would love Nintendo to be able to have their thing, which is great. And I'm not denying like I buy Nintendo's consoles for first party first, but I also remember the days of Super Nintendo where it was the superior system to play third parties on when I had a choice between SNES and Genesis. I always went with the Super Nintendo version unless it was Disney's Aladdin because everyone knows that's better. But I'm like, I'm just saying, like, if I, I had my but, choice between Mortal Kombat 2 yeah. on the Genesis and on the Super Nintendo, I'm getting the Super Nintendo version because I know the graphics and sound are going to be better. And Nintendo yeah. was there at one time. And, and then there was a time where they just said, you know what? We're not doing it anymore. And I, instead of them just kind of like saying, this is our corner over here and we're going to play here. Come play with us if you want to. I, I would rather them take a stance more of sitting in the room, like yeah, in the that, middle. That of the was room. like their we are on attitude. Yeah. Like well, I just, I want to just like, I don't not, they don't have to necessarily go all the way over here and start talking about teraflops and giga craps and everything else that I don't understand about Xbox and PlayStation, but like, just go sit in the middle of the room. Like just, just do it all. Yeah. And it's, and it's interesting. Right. And I think, you know, as I'm reading the Twitch chat here and I see that, um, Ms. One One K Three says people just want Nintendo to do better, and and I fundamentally do agree with that. I know that like I kind of went off here a little bit of a character rant, right? And I turned the dial up a little bit of extreme Justin and, and angry Justin, right? And, and ranting here. But one of the things that I, that I want to say is that one of the concessions that we as Nintendo fans make, right? Is and one of the things that that as much as we are angry about Nintendo for some of these things that they do. Their, their approach to other things is also what makes us fans, right? We have to recognize that they absolutely beat to their own drum. And we'd like for them to be in that room, Marty. Marty, they're not even in the same block. They're not even in the same building. Do you know what I mean? Like, their they're marching band is somewhere across town doing their own thing. But they made that decision and they definitively made a break. And they made that decision so that they could survive, Right. And that's that's why you're seeing 85 million switch units already in the wild. That's why you see a, a, a like, you know, the software sales that they do. We as Nintendo fans have to understand that that they veered off that path, made some concessions and that, you know, for as crazy as they are for those things, they also wow us with, oh, my gosh. Wow. Look at the switch. Look at how it works. The Joy-Cons connect. It docks like these like. We allow them to, or they're allowed to be the crazy toy maker. And in that we find our joy and we find our create, we find these things we enjoy. So we kind of can't, you, you kind of can't have both. Do you know what I mean? And when they try and sit in that mid pocket, they kind of fail. Right. And, 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 and so I, I, I hear what you're saying and I do, do think you're right. So uh, Tim, I see you raise your hand. Uh, yes. Number one, uh, number one fan, Tim, Timothy Alf. Yes. So, we were talking about this earlier about the the data right and, and before data was the big thing about making companies making decisions it was again the dollars and then we were talking about that of spending your money you know where you with your opinion essentially and this happened back when nintendo did try to compete did try to have the processing power but they again they didn't do it they did it for their own games, but they weren't, I guess they were too hard to develop for. So a lot of those other companies were having a hard time developing for them. So 
people were buying, spending their money at, on other devices, other systems. And M- Nintendo was losing money. They weren't selling as enough systems. And so that's when they made that decision of where they are today. We're not going to compete with the processors. We're going to do, we're going to compete for fun. This is where you're going to have fun. And, but a lot of people, a lot of the third parties have respect for Nintendo. So they try to make games for Nintendo and bring their games to Nintendo. Obviously, when you have Nintendo's devices are selling, they're going to be more apt to do that. So uh, that's where. Yes, I want Nintendo to win. I want these companies to come and make their games for them. But what I would like to see, what I've learned over time that I've seen be more su- successful is when these companies come build a game specifically for the Nintendo audience and their device and not try to shoehorn a game that they've got on PlayStation or Xbox into a Nintendo device. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, and I wonder if maybe that's a good, that's a great point. I think one of the things that I would have loved to see, and this goes back to that statement earlier is I would have liked to see a stronger processor um, because then I would at least feel like they're trying to stay competitive in that spacing right now. Although, you know, and I, I know you're going to all scream at me for this one. I really think that more and more their decisioning is moving toward the cloud, right? I think that that's more one of those things that they're leaning into, right? We're going to, we have, we'll have at least two cloud games this year, right? We have day and date with guardians, um, I think they're, I mean, they recognize they can't compete in that space, but at the same time, like if, if the Nintendo switch is your home for amazing indies and Nintendo IPs, man, that's pretty good. If right. They do, if they do increase the processor power, they do run the risk of having, especially third parties developing for the new processor, meaning the game will run like crap originally on the original, which will cut off 85 million people. So that's kind of the reason why I, I'm okay with them leaving everything as status quo. Yeah, I, I and, mean, I could totally see that's why they didn't do that with this OLED model. Right. Yeah. And also, also, on Nintendo spec sheets on both the Mark II and the Mark III, they didn't specify exactly what processor it is. It just says NVIDIA custom chip for the GPU, CPU. We're just right now at this point assuming that they're the same. I know at least one of the YouTube channels I subscribe to is planning on doing a breakdown as soon as they get it. So we'll know for sure then. Yeah. Uh, let's go over to some comments from the community on this uh, OLED model. Uh, this one came in from email from Rush G and he says this, okay, conspiracy hat on the current switch is four years old minus the NVIDIA chip upgrade. What is the likelihood the BOM on the old switch was actually increasing? Now, Justin, Help us out here. What's a BOM? Bill of materials. And what does that mean? Cost of materials. So how much how much a switch costs to make? Okay. Correct. So basically he's saying the price is raising. The likelihood of the bill of materials on the old switch was actually increasing. They've likely sold out any warehouse stock of parts that they had large sale volumes of. Heck, the dock was discontinued, quote unquote, a while ago and difficult to find at times. Manufacturing new hardware when you've run out of stock to old specs can actually start driving up costs at some point. So for a $50 increase, we get a new dock with an Ethernet port included, an OLED display, speakers on the side, 64 gigabytes, and an improved kickstand. Rumor was that the displays are overstock sitting in a warehouse somewhere. So did Nintendo actually 
just decrease its bill of materials costs on the new switch, while at the same time convincing us that we should pay more for it. Pure evil business brilliance, if that's the case. Well done, Nintendo. Well done. So my answer to that is maybe, but there's more. Um, Profit isn't just the difference between cost materials and revenue in. There's a whole thing called R&D, which is a cost suck with no revenue. So in order to be profitable, you not only have to cover your BOM, but you have to cover the R&D. Which is not something that they plan on, they expect to do in a year. That's something they expect to do over the lifetime of the product. That's a great point. Any other comments to throw back there to Russ? I think it's, I think it's interesting. Um, Very well possible. Um, I mean, yeah, costs, costs have increased, right? That's a definite thing. Um, You know, they can justify, you know, I think they can, I think they can justify the extra 50 bucks. Right. Probably. Um, but there are other costs associated with it. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a good it's a good point. We very interested to see. I'd love to see the love to see the sales numbers and all this as well. So materials is growing, going up in price everywhere. So that doesn't that didn't surprise me when I saw the fifty dollars up. Especially, you know, the, the cost of raw materials is going up due to yeah. the scarcity and. Continued yeah. scarcity. I just think we... that Go ahead. For, for a fifty dollar increase, that what you're actually getting on the OLED model is actually pretty uh, a pretty good deal. Yeah. Just, just right? The cost of the of the memory space is probably worth fifty bucks alone. Everything else is just so just think about it this way, you're just getting a free OLED screen. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good way of looking at it. It's a good way of looking yeah. at it. Uh, there was something uh, else I wanted to mention but I forgot. But uh okay. what what kind of a this is kind of a s- s- funny comment. So I saw someone on Twitter say, "Hey, look, Europe's getting it on August 10th instead." I'm like, "No, no, no." The, that was the John that from Dads After Dark. Was oh, it was John. I'm like, "No, the Europe puts their y- dates in day, month, year format, so that still is that October was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Those crazy people. It um, took me it took me a while to get used to it. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, from Patreon, Jesus Amada says this. I'm probably going to get a lot of flack on this one. But the OLED model doesn't really appeal to me. At this point, I could take it or leave it, as it is not necessary, necessarily for me. I play my Switch about 80 to 90% handheld, so I see the appeal, appeal, but at $350, I think I can wait for a Pro or Super model. I don't think that Nintendo under-delivered, as this is what they did with DSi and the 2DS. It's the same hardware, just slightly revision. I don't think they want to alienate millions of Switch owners by going with a new generation of consoles, to play different games and the way they implement the game cartridge, changing things up and needing other formats might make it difficult to switch to. This is the way that Nintendo operates and we need to understand that. Nick from Game Pass News, uh, also a Nintendo Dad's family podcast, said this. Actually, I think this plays into the criticism and outrage question. You shouldn't take flack for a grounded criticism. But now it's just as cool on the Twitter machine to talk about not hating on things. There's a difference between your criticism and others' hate slash outrage. And I I think that's one of the things I've seen most over the last couple of days uh, about the OLED model is that people who do have legitimate concerns and questions, uh, a lot of that is getting lumped in with just, I hate this, this is stupid, they should have given me a Switch Pro. And everybody like piles on that. Uh, And then there's this definite pushback of, 
don't ever say anything bad about anything Nintendo does. And I, I think that we have to, like, let again, let's exist in the gray there. You know, one of those is like one side of the pendulum and the other. Let's go to the middle where balance is and let's talk about some of these things uh, like adults, right? I mean, it's yeah. okay to not like this. Like Justin said, don't like it, don't buy it. It's okay to buy it even if you even if you have some criticisms on it, you know, and wish that there was more like me. I mean, there's 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 all kinds of people in the world. You don't have to fit into one box. It's yeah, you, not just you either love it or you hate it. Yeah, you can uh, still like Nintendo and their products and still be critical of them. That's called yes, using your yeah, own and, brain and, and thinking for yourself. And and for clarity, like again, I went off my rant like 20 minutes ago. There are some things I don't like about this. I really wish they had done better jobs in certain things. I'm, I'm not blind to that. I'm not being a, a, an apologist fanboy, but I'm just saying for me, for this, this guy, this guy right here, this guy, this appeals to me and I like it and I'm going to buy it. And if you don't want to buy it, that's okay. Cause we're adults and ta-da. <laughs> I can like something that you might not like, and we could still have a conversation about it and be friends. Oh my God. Is that how the internet might work? No, no. It does not work like no, that at all. That does not work that way at all. It is a zero sum game to win. Someone has to lose. So Ooh, that's a, oh, that's, there's that's a game that recently came out that touches on these topics, right, Tim? <laughs> yes, anyway. just a little bit. We'll get into that later. Uh, <laughs> all I know is this, wrapping up the OLED talk, is if an OLED screen can get us folders and themes, I'm on board. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> You have one more comment there from David, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm, I'm sorry. I skipped that one. Uh, David, uh, by like one of our new patrons, says, uh, do you think another revision of the OLED switch will release in 2022, 2023 with an enhanced battery, slim model, better internals? Or do you think this model will be the only version until Switch 2? Reminds me of all the models of DS we received back in the day. Original DS, DS Lite, DS XL, da 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 Do you think uh, there'll be a revision of this one? Yeah, I, I mean, I, would, I wouldn't be shocked. Right? It's I, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. I'd like to think that this is the last one, and the next one will be the big upgrade that will be the generational leap. But again, if, if they do another small one, Mark Four. I'm not going to be surprised either. Yeah, you know, you know, like also when they're going to give you a new Switch Lite with an OLED screen. That's exactly what I was thinking about. That's... The next revision is the OLED Switch Lite, and then yep. they'll move on to the to the to the next thing. Yep, OLED Switch Lite, better, better sound, right? Something, something, and it's going to be in some color that's between two colors. It's going yep. to be like purple, yep. orange, yellow. It's going to be like yellow orange. Yep. Galaxy Edition. That's the school yeah, bus color. Go. It's going to be a school bus color. Yeah, it's going to be school bus. Because there's always arguments uh, about no, people no. calling anyway, it yellow or orange. <laughs> let's move on. We've got a couple other news items to pick up here. Uh, this week, Nintendo uh, dropped a trailer for Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD that included a number of quality of life improvements coming to the game, which a lot of people were super excited about. Uh, among these would be uh, you could disable fee. Uh Thank Yay. God, because Lord have mercy. Uh, as part of using the right stick for sword controls, you can activate the shield by clicking down the left stick. You can do spin attacks by pressing the right stick left, right, left, right. 
Uh, holding down the R button will give you aim with items such as bombs and arrows. Cutscenes will be skippable, and the game will keep an autosave state in addition to three normal save states, which is a huge, huge deal. Because if you remember playing Skyward Sword back on the Wii, you had to find a bird statue to save, and that sucked. Yeah, you, you, you bypassed the most important one. Oh, the one, the, the one that says... About, that's right. Information <laughs> about items will only be given to you the first time it's picked up versus the first time in each play session. In other words, every time you pick up a repeat, it's not going to say, you know what these are for? It's to buy stuff. <laughs> wow. I need to save that. Clip. That was terrible. It was awful. Uh, but anyway, guys, this is coming out next week. We are right at the doorstep of Skyward Sword HD. Uh, and, and can I tell you something else? I'm noticing Nintendo leaning into really heavy with Skyward Sword HD, and this is not in our notes, but I just wanted to bring this up, is they are really, really heavy leaning into this is the beginning of Zelda. This is the first part. This is the where it all began. Come play it. And then it looks so, like based on what we saw in Breath of the Wild 2 that it's going to reference stuff from here. Oh, yeah. So, gentlemen, I have not played this game, and I own it on the Wii U, and I have not touched it. Don't. Don't Buy play it. It's like, don't, can don't you, can you, because here's the thing. I, I look at it and it doesn't look like I don't, and I know I just ranted about it. Everything's not for me, right? But like, I just don't, I'm not connecting with this. Help me understand. Should I play this? Why should I play this? I, I, I think, think that this is, this is a Zelda that is a little bit off the beaten path for the mainline Zelda games. And I think for that reason, it's worth playing. Uh, the the storyline from the beginning is such a different story from mm. what you get from a typical Zelda game. Uh, I did play this on the Wii when it came out, but I never finished it. And one of the one of my gripes was I don't like being forced to use motion controls for a mm -hmm. lot of this. It doesn't feel as precise as it should be for Zelda. Uh, there was a lot of backtracking. I feel like there's that my criticisms of this game were similar to a lot of people's criticisms about Wind Waker. And when they fixed it for the Wii U and they did a lot of quality of life upgrades for Wind Waker, people were like, oh, yeah, this is this is a pretty good game. I feel like Skyward Sword is going to be that same way. But I'll, I'll say this. If like you played it on the Wii, which you didn't, but if any of our listeners played on the Wii and you had a really – visceral reaction to it and you were like oh this is terrible um chances are you're still not gonna like it <laughs> i mean and that's without me playing it i'm just saying that like there may be some things for the game that you just like were whoa and, and we don't know how the mo like how well motion controls are going to transfer over to stick controls and we also don't know how well motion controls are going to work with a joy con right which really yeah, scares me because the original because game required of motion control in this game. Yeah, the original game required motion plus, and basically Wii Sports Resort was all prototyping for this game. Uh, you're right. So, you know, yeah, you're, you're, you're throwing things like basketballs. You're rolling things like bowling balls. It's you know, it's your control. That, you know what the most frustrating part was to me that little beetle item that I, you yeah. had to control by pointing the 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 Wii remote horizontally at the TV and and yeah. the, and flying the bird. Oh my gosh. 
I'm like, how how can we get my arm to cramp up anymore? <laughs> Wait, so does, it, does say, this one does this one require motion control, or are they go into the pro controller? There, you can use pro control. Yeah, yeah, you can use, but they have. They, they turned motion controls into joystick movements. It'll just be weird for me to not want to control the camera with the right stick. That's your, that's your sword. And when I originally played this game, I called it a good 50 hour Zelda game, but it would have been a great 30 hour Zelda game. They just had too much fat in there. There is this monster that keeps coming back and you have to go cut off its toes. And you have to do this about every two hours. And I don't, I don't understand why you have to go seal that thing over and over and over. <laughs> and I'm hoping that maybe some unannounced quality of life things are they've trimmed some of that story fat. Well, you should have told me it was cutting toes to start off with. I would have just bought it then. <laughs> well, anyway, the so bottom line is, yeah, you know, you've got it for the Wii U. I would say don't play that version. But yeah, the, I think the Switch version yeah. be, sounds like it'll be the better version. We'll find it's out. Marty. Like- Marty HD becomes definitive. <laughs> Marty, I trust you. So I am going to purchase this game. Can I and if this? I, Can I don't this? like it, I'll buy you it are dead you. to me. You no, are dead no, to no, me. If you don't like it, I'll buy it for you. Fair? That's fair. I'll pay you back. And you okay. can't just be like, oh, look, and then go secretly play it. Well, like I'll see it. 60 American dollars history. is like a billion. In Canadian, I actually right. just put in a, our Twitch chat a vote of saying, "Should I?" Oh, maybe we should buy him some new internet. I get it. It's we need Justin needs new internet. Yeah, <laughs> we lost all that. Justin didn't hear any of it. You put it in the Twitch chat. What did you put in the Twitch chat? I put a Twitch poll there saying, "Should I buy it?" You know what they're going to say. I mean, I said the same thing. It's actually no. It's actually fifty-fifty right now, Marty. I, I broke the well. I broke the I broke the fifty-fifty tie, and at the time it was okay. one vote versus one vote. So, yeah. so there you go. The- All right, Marty, you've convinced me. I will get it for. I will. I, I, I think will you, I think you should try. It. I, I mean, if you like Zelda games, I do like Zelda be, games. I mean, like as think about this, like a typical Zelda game, like Ocarina of Time, or. Twilight Princess, as far a departure from that as Hyrule Warriors and Age of Calamity is, there that's about as far a departure f- from that as Skyward Sword is, just yeah. based on the way the way it plays alone. Okay, and the st- I think the story's worth experiencing. And I and I feel like it's going to be linked into Breath of the Wild too. We've seen oh, a lot of references yeah. there. There is a reason this game is coming out when it did. I, the, I think the game is more linear, probably more it linear is. than most Zelda games. But you know, it still has you know the normal du- types of dungeons. That are, you know, most of them are very well uh, designed. That that norm- will take your normal hour or two to get through them. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I, I'm I've already pl- I played through this game twice on the Wii, and I'm looking forward to playing it again. Okay. Uh, yeah. So to round out our news this week, a couple of game release announcements and updates. Uh, Pixel Puzzle and Watch Collection has been dated for July 29th. We know Jesse will be picking that one up. And also Danganronpa Decadence has been dated for December 3rd, which is also the same day that Advance Wars 1 and 2 uh, reboot camp comes out. So nobody's going to buy that. They're just going to buy Advance Wars. Uh, so <laughs> they're sending it out to die. Um, let's talk about a couple of events, shall we? <laughs> Yeah, 
don't forget, like I did on the last one, I did not, it's the first time I did not get my Tetris Maximus Cup theme yeah, for the 21st. Uh, there is another Tetris Maximus Cup, the 22nd one, this weekend featuring Mario Golf Super Rush. July 9th at 12 a.m. Pacific Time through July 12th at 11.59 Pacific Time will be your chance to earn 100 coins and get the Mario Golf Super Rush theme. I believe the last one was Metopia. Is that correct? So I think that sounds right, and I forgot. Metopia, and I totally just, it like slipped my mind. I forgot I wasn't able to get it. Uh, also, my Nintendo Ultimate Monster Hunter Amiibo Sweepstakes number one uh, is going on right now. You can go to mynintendo.com backslash rewards to find about, out about this. Ten lucky winners will win an epic Monster Hunter prize pack, which consists of 15 Monster Hunter Amiibo figures, nine from Rise and six wow. from Stories. Uh, this equates out to three Magnamolo, regular gold and silver, three Palico, regular gold and silver, three Palamute, regular gold and silver, two Ina, regular and gold, two Razewing Rathas, regular and gold, and two Sunikos or Sukinos, regular and gold, and five 11 by 17 Monster Hunter Rise posters. Uh, you can register for those. And one final or two final announcements. If you're in the Discord, uh, Monthly Mayhem is going on right now. Uh, if you signed up to be a part of Mario Goth Super Rush for the next little bit, we're giving away $150 in cash prizes. Uh, and we've got 38 people signed up to compete in this, four of which right here, or maybe three of which, I don't know if Justin's part of it. I'm in. Uh, okay, four of which right here are ineligible to win. So 34 people could win $150. We're just playing for fun. Uh, you can check that out over in the Let's Play uh, section of Discord. And one last announcement. Every Monday from now until it's done, it's Metroid Mondays with Marty on our Twitch and YouTube channel at 7 Central to 9 Central. This past Monday, I began Metroid Zero Mission, and I'm a little over halfway through it. We'll probably finish it up this coming Monday and go straight into Samus Returns for the 3DS. We'll play that one. We'll play Super Metroid. And then we're going to play Metroid Other M uh, because it's a 2D Metroid and it belongs. Uh, then we'll finish up with Metroid Fusion as well. Uh, hopefully all of that completed before Metroid Dread comes out. And so if you're wondering what the 2D Metroid hype is, uh, or if you've never played those games or you don't have access to them, come check us out on Twitch. Uh, it was a great time. Uh, I only had to get into a, a guide once, but that's going to change. That that like I'm not going for <laughs> I'm not going for 100 completion or, or anything like that. Um, we're just we're just trying to beat it. The things I didn't like about Zero Mission when I played through it is there's like two or three areas where you, the path to go. Looks like it's dangerous liquid, but nope, it's fake, and you can go right through yep. it. Yep. Welcome to your original Metroid. <laughs> they did away with that uh, in those uh, past there. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's a lot of fun. The only thing, uh, like, I had forgotten that in Metroid Zero Mission, the, the like the, the wall grab or the edge grab from Fusion was an upgrade you had to go find. Yep. And so at the beginning, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> why, why can I not grab edges? Anyway, I hope that's not the same for Dread. That would be a huge step back. But 
Anyway, well, that was the you had that right away. So I'm presuming you still mm-hmm. get to keep it. I, I actually was really wanting the um, the melee counter in Zero Mission. It would have helped so many times. I know you <laughs> hate it, but it, it would have helped a lot. Uh, speaking of that, let's talk about what we've been playing, shall we? Let's uh, go uh, here on my screen. Let's just go clockwise. Uh, so right here uh, in the box below me, Justin Masson, what have you been playing? Oh, my gosh. You went to me first. Um, well, yep. I see that there's a game that we've all been playing, which is Mario Golf. So maybe we'll all talk about that together other than Jesse. But I think, Jesse, you could talk about that as well. Uh, so I will call out uh, a couple of things. I-, I am going to talk about... Uh, I even I played. Uh, we got a copy of Destroy All Humans. This came out last week, I believe, or early this week. Um, and this is a mindless, uh, campy, over the top uh, game. And you play as an alien who has come to Earth to destroy all humans. And it's placed in like 1950s, 1960s kind of, it's got like this kind of like, oh my gosh, old time radio, ladies and gentlemen, gray space people are here to take your brains kind of theme and uh, Roswell, New Mexico, Area 51, men in black kind of apple pie, Americana uh, feel to it. And it's it's it is it is a lot of simple, just like turn your brain off and just you know, you destroy people, you destroy fields, you have to abduct cows. Uh, it's a bit of tongue and tongue in cheek. It, it reminds me in some ways of Marvel's Ultimate Alliance, right? In that I've got it on the handheld, I'm sitting back, I'm not like super invested in, in the in the game, but I know that like what my objective is. Here I have to, you know, kill all the people. Here I have to steal the cows. Here I have to, and each level has like multiple uh, objectives or tasks that you can complete in there. And there's an upgrade, a skill upgrade, and you can upgrade your weapons and you can upgrade your UFO. Again, it's a lot of fun. This game, I believe, was actually released on the PlayStation 3 a while back. Um, so that's something to think of as well. Uh, the second game I've been playing, uh, I, I have a Let's Play but coming out tomorrow, our first look, which is a Plague Tale Innocence Cloud version for the Nintendo Switch. Um, and so this was announced at E3 that it was coming out and it came out this week. Um, you know me, I like to try cloud games. This this one plays really well, actually, is a cloud game. Uh, it, it's placed in France, 1300s, kind of during, you know, some of the, the dark plagues and stuff like that. And it it is a it is. You know, I saw the conversation here earlier about like our video games, art and storytelling. This is such a fantastic job of grabbing, uh, grabbing you and telling this really cool tale. And I did the first chapter and essentially you, you, you're out exploring the world. Something bad happens. You go back to your house to tell your mom more bad things happen and you have to escape with your younger brother and it's a stealth like getting out you're having to hold his hand you have to like keep him quiet you can't go too far from him you're throwing rocks to distract guards and so they walk off to go find out what that is you have to sneak around it reminded me very much of metal gear solid 2 actually um with kind of those stealth elements and like uh trying to trick soldiers and guards it is super cool um and the storytelling like like i was you're going to watch the video it comes out tomorrow on our, on our, on our YouTube channel. I was on the edge of my seat. My palms were sweaty. 
I was super intense, but it was, but again, such impeccable storytelling, the cloud version. It does feel at times there's a little bit, there's, there's some latency delays slightly. And at times I did see some stuttering and some hitching. Um, but again, all of those things kind of fall away when it's a really cool story that has you engaged and, and is a good storytelling. So I would really definitely recommend a Plague Tale Innocence. Again, cloud versions on the Nintendo Switch right now. Um, if, if you, It's out on other consoles as well. If you can play it somewhere else, I think it's on Game Pass. I think it might be free. So there is some other places you can play it. But uh, for the Switch, it is a really good game. It's, Go ahead, Marty. It's also the... It's also the PS5 game of the month on PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Okay. There so you go. So there's out, a- it basically everywhere free. Yeah. Free. Uh, because how much does the cloud version cost? I don't know. Cause I, I don't know. Cause I got the download code, so I didn't even see it. So maybe someone uh, else can check I'll that check out. Check real quick. Go ahead. Um, but I also believe it has been announced to the follow-up to this game. A Plague Tale Requiem $40. has been announced for, has been announced for the Nintendo switch also. Um, and so that will definitely be a cloud game. Uh, but I, I very impressed with it. Very, very cool. Definitely not a family friendly. Okay. 40 USD. Okay. So definitely not a family friendly game. Um, there is some definite gore. There is some violence. Um, they don't kind of hold their punches about that kind of stuff, but it was super cool. I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, couple of things I will say. I'm playing some more Apex as I am. Uh, I jumped back into Fortnite, been playing some Fortnite. And today I had a match where I killed 17 people and placed third. Uh, fire. You know what I'm saying? This guy is on fire. All right. I, I was I, very worried that this season would not be good. Man, I'm loving the alien weapons. It's, yeah. it's good stuff. I, I'm, I'm really know, enjoying it. I'm what behind, a, but... I've got a month, like, I've got this month I'm going to catch up. And, you know, I I noticed this does not change until, like, the end of September or, like, the end of um, August, maybe early September. It's early September, I think. It's a long season. Yes, they know that people are out of pocket. I will say this about Fortnite. um, Locking the July 4th or the summertime collectibles behind creative crap that you had to do was just an awful decision. Yeah, uh, because those modes were awful. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't I'm even go say for it right here. I'm gonna say it right here, and if it gets me negativity, I don't care. I don't understand why people would play Fortnite for creative mode. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's garbage. I don't want to yeah. do it. Like I sat through this. They were they were like, do the O2 challenge, and so I did it, and it was 30 minutes of me and a bunch of other characters getting sucked through a bunch of rooms. Where all you you were all you did was stand around and do emotes, and yep. it was like thirty minutes of my life wasted. Yeah, I, I didn't even bother. Younger players, I think. Yeah, my my son loves it. By the way, Sammy says hi. Hey, Sammy. Hi, Sammy. <laughs> Stop playing that garbage. I, I, try to, I try to tell him he loves the parkour ones I, that they do. So yeah, I you know it's interesting with Fortnite is. I'm still struggling with Apex a little bit. Like I'm not as good on that. I get, I'm pretty good at, at, at uh, arena mode, but battle Royale mode, I'm not as good. And it frustrates me. So I'll have a frustrating run in Apex. Like, you know, only do like a hundred damage, get killed. I've spent 15 minutes and then I'll jump into Fortnite. And in 15 minutes, I'll have killed like 17 people top third three and like banged out like four or five of my battle passes. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. I feel better about myself <laughs> moving on. So 
Yeah, I, I do see again. I see here that we all have um, Mario Golf. Do we want to talk about Mario Golf now, or do we want to? Well, yeah, wait? we can do that. We can yeah. Do that, so. so I haven't dove far into Mario Golf. I have played Battle Golf, um, and I played Speed Golf. That, um, and then I played, played Battle Golf because I haven't touched that part, and I would love to know your opinion on it. Uh, I, I thought it was fun, but also frustrating. Um, we had four of us around or two of no, two of Yeah. Four of us. We were swapping controllers. I thought it was fun. Like, but, but I also like, there's only two stages. Like there's like, um, so you know there's more coming. There is more coming. Um, so I enjoyed it. Uh, speed golf. I really enjoy. I think that's a lot of fun. And then I was just playing like normal golf with my daughter and we just sat around one Sunday morning and we just played like four or five rounds of golf had an absolute blast, really enjoyed that. She actually beat me all the time, which was really great. Um, so that's a good experience for her. It's a good experience for me. It's good family bonding time. Yeah, it's a my, very my, my kids have jumped in on this with me more than any other game. Yeah. So to me, that's that's a huge plus. Yeah. Like it's, we just jumped in like Saturday. We'd all gotten home from camp and uh we were all kind of sitting around chilling. And they're like, What do you want to do? And I was like, Well, I was gonna play some Mario Golf, and they were like, well, let's play it together. And I, at first yeah. I was like, nah, nah, nah. And I was like, you know what? We're all learning together. That's cool. Yeah. And we had my, an absolute blast. My my oldest daughter has been like, actually, both my daughters have been like, hey, yeah, can I play? And so they're really into it right now. So like, that's that that for me. There, there's the value. There's the there's the money right there. Yep. Um, I haven't gotten into the career mode at all yet. Um, I just haven't really had a desire to. Uh, and then the other part of it is I've been playing it for our tournament. Um, so like on Sunday, took the switch out to the hammock, laid down, uh, you know, looked at the, the rules that drew had put together, set it up in my match and I went and played and it was brilliant. You know what I mean? Like, I think that the fun of it, uh, <sighs> so I can't speak to the adventure golf and Marty, you can, I will argue it feels, a, the game feels a little bit empty. Mm-hmm. And it feels it feels kind of like what we thought it we said to Andre like two months ago was are we afraid because it's Camelot that they're gonna do exactly what they did with Mario Tennis? And that is exactly what they're doing. Right? We're gonna add more characters, yeah. we're gonna add more courses. And I'm like, oh like and could you know you- what's crazy about it is you can see all of the characters that they're gonna add to it right now. Really? Because if you go in like during, uh, I just finished up a section of Golf Adventure, which is the single player story mode, yep. where you have to do a two day qualifying tournament. Uh, and the storyline is that you're a rookie and you're you're competing with three other rookies to like make it big. And the rookies, you're a me, and the the rookies are Charging Chuck, Boo, and Toadette. And each of them have a like the, like charging chucks like power, booze, technical, and Toadette's like island precision or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I've seen charging chuck do, do like five putts to get it in, so he's allowed. Yeah, putter, he's but he well, can so, smack the ball off the tee. Yeah. So this the the thing is is that this tournament they're like it's going to be you guys competing plus some big leaguers, and I'm looking at the big leaguers and I'm like, hmm, Morton. He's not in the character list. Magic Koopa. He's not mm-hmm. in the character list. Uh, there, there were a few others I noticed. I was like, yeah, uh, Spike. They're not in the character list, but they're coming. Because Mario Tennis did the same thing. Like they would have, yeah. it'd be like 
the mission would be like Mario versus Magic Koopa on a mm-hmm. pirate ship to hit these certain type of ball back. And then later on, guess who shows up? Magic Koopa yeah. is one of the playable characters or Boom Boom uh, or something like that. Now, I have really enjoyed playing with King Babom <laughs> just because it's King Babom. It's funny. That's fair. Yeah, I, I like, it's it, like it, being it, carried by. It, 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 yes. it, and again, I haven't played the full. I haven't played the entire thing. The portions I have played, I have enjoyed, right? But it 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 does feel a little bit emptier than I think what we were anticipating. Um, and it and it just I just I just get pulled back to Mario Tennis, where it was. Oh, look! Now we've made this update. Now we made this update, and we talked about this. And I'm like. And Nintendo has clear and has said like we're going to have a, a strategy to support this. Free and you're like content roadmap. Yeah, like well, ugh. like why don't you just like if you could just give it to us finalized? I guess here's the thing. Nintendo has had like some really great successes on the Switch. I would argue that like Mario Kart Eight Deluxe is like the pinnacle version. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, the pinnacle version. Mario Odyssey, the pinnacle version. Breath of the Wild, the pinnacle version. They have done some really great jobs. And then they transition these ones that are like, it kind of feels like you cheated on someone, like you, you copied off of someone's homework and only copied some of it, right? Like it just feels a little bit thin. Um, and again, I can't be upset about it. Again, the argument could be, Justin, if you didn't like it, don't buy it. You're 100% right. I bought it because I know our community was playing it and I wanted to be part of that conversation and play with friends. And so, Already playing with my kids, playing with my friends, value done. I'm cool. I, I don't mind the 80 bucks I paid for it. We're good. Sometimes, but it just feels thin. Like, like sometimes you, you think you're going to like it, you buy it. Then you find out you don't like it. You can't unbuy it at that point. Yeah. My thing is yeah. this, uh, with games like this, Mario Tennis, Mario Golf, both this way. Uh, if you're going to sell us an incomplete game, sell it for an incomplete price. And then, yeah. then make us pay for the DLC. Don't make us buy a $65 game after tax and more for you guys up in Canada. Uh, don't pay, let us pay for the base game, 30 bucks, and then let's decide if we want the DLC after we play it. Uh, I got burned on Mario Tennis this way because I thought I would enjoy it. Mario Tennis was a lot more technical than I wanted it to be. It was a lot more difficult than I thought it would be. I just... Like when I think Mario sports, I think pick up and play. Uh, I wish that's what they were. Uh, but like tennis and even this golf are skewing to be, yes, they're Mario, but they are more technical than I might like them to be. Now, I will say that, Justin, I, I mentioned this to you before the show. Um, playing the golf adventure mode helps with learning technique. As someone who does not golf in real life, has no care about golfing in real life, I don't know what a lie is. I don't know what a run is or a chip in or any of that. This game does a great idea uh, or, 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 or it does a great job of teaching you those things and then reinforcing it. So uh, in the very beginning, like it's going to teach you uh, like you've got so many shots to earn 80 points and you've got to land it in this disc that has, it's like a pie chart. It's like pie pieces and each one it's either eight, nine, 10 or seven. And you've got to hit it 
and and you know like mind the the wind and everything and like just when you think you've got it they change the the numbers around yeah. so it does a great job of of teaching you like oh if you want to chip it in you need to you need to hit about 70% of the way to the pin so that it will roll in it'll you know the run will take it in that kind of thing i didn't know how to do that and i'm playing golf and i'm like hitting it past the pin every time uh, or I'm trying to do super backspin, it's backfiring, or the curve, it teaches you all of that. So it does a really good job of, of wrapping up the tutorial in uh, a, a, a fun presentation. And it does feel a little empty. I mean, it feels a little generic. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but by the time that you're past that first tournament, and you get to unlock different things like cross-country golf and things like that, uh, cross-country golf was the first time that it had like hazards that were unique to Mario games where you had these boulders with arms and eyes and they're rolling back and forth and they'll run you over and knock your ball out of the way. But it's still in a very real world-ish, if that's sure. an even descriptive term. Uh, like, And I'm okay with that, but like honestly, I would love that setting to be the Mushroom Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to golf in a, I don't want to golf on like, American green or whatever, like, you know, and I know later on you get into the desert, you get into Bowser's castle, stuff like that. Uh, it starts opening up a little more, but I want that from the beginning. Like I want to be seeing Mario one castles in the background and flagpoles. And somebody in the chat says, where is Mario mini golf? Yes. Why is this not a thing on these Mario golf games? Give me some mini golf courses with some crazy hazards and water and all that stuff. And I'm set. That would be awesome. Nice. Yeah. So that's what I've been playing. Um, yeah. Some games. Pick them up. Check them out. Do stuff. Awesome. Jesse, what have you been playing? Okay, so I've been playing more of Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. I uh, talked a little bit about it last week. I pretty much beat the hell out of the game. I, I think there is not a thing, single thing that I... I can do that i haven't already done so i did like six hours six hours worth of streaming starting the weekend uh i think to do the side stories so that's all on youtube and in its own playlist and then i put out two additional videos talking about the secrets behind the files so again there's there, I, the, nothing i posted has any what i've been calling trigger scenes so if you're sensitive to that, those are safe to watch. There still touches on some heavy topics, but there's nothing visually that's going to be shocking. Uh, so I believe Saturday night, uh, Tim, myself, and my son will be recording a spoiler cast episode that'll go to audio only. And there we're going to just blow it up. We'll talk about everything we can think of. I'm actually trying to put up a little slide deck to for example of say because there's a lot of randomness that can happen hey did you see this effect there's a five percent chance of this happening and then we'll kind of have a discussion about it things like that so uh that's that'll will, will be released probably early next week not sure when how much editing that's going to be that's going to need but uh you know, my, my son not you know he originally bought it on the ps4 100 percented it uh though there's bugs in it so he didn't get the, uh, all the trophies 
He's already picked it up on Steam and 100%ed that, and he says he still plans on buying it on the Switch and 100%ing it there again. And that doesn't even account the physical copies that we ordered. That will be that doesn't release until the end of August. So he's, he's like quad quad dipping that game. <laughs> so yeah, yeah let, can I can I can I ask a question? Um, yes, you can. I don't like horror. I don't like scary things. And if you watch my like let's play of the Plague's Tale, I was uncomfortable in the first like ten minutes. Uh, is this, this a game is, that if I am? Go ahead. This is a not really scary, but it's it, it's off putting. It's it, it's it's okay. not it's, it's no gore. Well, maybe a little bit, but uh, but. Everything, you know, everything's animated at low frame rate. So, you know, but anyway, it's, uh, but it's not jump scares or anything like yeah, that. No jump it's, scares. It just makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It's an uncomfortable it, it, topic for a lot of people. It, so, yeah, it, it, you know, very heavy topics and graphical it, it does, in that it regard. Does, it does some things with the music and graphics that just change, makes it enough off putting that you notice it and you're like, that's not right. And, uh, until it snaps back to normal. And then, <laughs> so it's, yeah, there's definitely a, ge- I, I, you know, it's a game I love, you know, I've been, you know, this, the spoiler cast. Well, you're a bit twisted, aren't you? I, I am. And I don't like the jump scare horror, jump gory, spook, things like that, that you were talking about. Uh, but in this game, I love, you know, I, this, I've been wanting to do this episode of the spoiler cast for almost four years. You know, I asked Zach to play the game so we can talk about it. Yeah, and well, I remember happened. that. <laughs> I it's it, and the reason I'm interested, Jesse, and you know, we, we've had the pleasure of working together for over seven years, but I I don't know if I have ever seen you this enthusiastic or vested or engaged in a game or topic that is not pit cross. I know, and it's so, really and it's just there seems to be this this like energy and connection around it and i'm kind of like do i want to dip my toe in that but i also like but i also don't like being uncomfortable let me tell you this the original version on steam for pc and mac is still on steam for free it doesn't have all the new stuff but the original game's still there if you don't want to throw money at it but still curious about the game it's free and if you don't like it shut it down and uninstall it Okay. I will also say, just as a reference point, Jesse, I don't know if you're aware, but the creator was on NBC this last week. I did hear that. I listened. I listened to it. Uh, yeah, last week it was last week's episode. I did. And I did listen to it. In fact, I did. Uh, I, he back in 2018, he did a Twitch stream of which someone recorded and then reposted it on YouTube of pretty much him playing through the game and pretty much giving it a developer's commentary. It took like nine hours total, but that was really fun to watch, getting a lot of insight from him. Apparently in the original game, you know, he was Team Silvato. He didn't have a team. Hmm. He was just him. You know, he mm-hmm. he, he, he did the music. He, you know, he hired someone to do the art, but he did all the coding. And uh... I think we need to make our general disclaimer here that this, if you haven't figured out, is not a game for children. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll... I, I, and I know, like, or, or if you're people, dealing with people, depression so, as well. I think it was yes. 
Or uh, a 40-year-old man. I don't know. I like, do you know what I mean? Mecha Dragon was the one who pointed out, it's like, every time they talk about the show, they say it's not for kids. Or they talk about the game and they say it's not for kids. It's because it's not. It's not for kids. It's, it's not for kids. Yeah, so the, um, the reminder, you know, do not play Don't let your kid play it. Don't let your kids watch you play it. I, I told John, because he was thinking about it, Mega Dance John, that, you know, Normally, you'd say, you know, don't let the little ones watch it, but the teenagers are okay. I said, you probably are more really more concerned about your girls than Adam's yeah. mm. Like, then that's the thing. You know what? I think I, I am going to stick to not playing it then. I'm yeah, sorry. Like, <laughs> it's one of those games I'm really curious about, but like, it's one of those, it's also one of those things like if it's on my Switch, there's a possibility it gets booted up Yeah. by my son and right. he doesn't. I, Marty, I went you're ahead a, and read the, the, the all of the plot, and I, he doesn't need that. But Marty, you're aware of the parent parental control lock features on the Nintendo Switch, right? I if am. not, there's a podcast that can help you with that, or a YouTube video that I'm sure we have. Mecha Dragon goes, can someone confirm if the creator was also part of Project M Team? Yes. Dan Savato is a big Smash player. Actually, Brent did Pro Circuit for a while, and he was on the Project M Team. Cool. If in the original, I don't think it's in the Switch version because it's, it would be in all the versions. But in the original game, there's actually one of the dialogues that can happen. Actually, slightly starts to bring up Smash Brothers, and then nope, I'm not going to talk about that after all. Be, and it's, <laughs> it's a little teaser because yeah, he worked on Project Down. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Tim, let's talk about what you've been playing. I do have one more game. Yeah, I was going to say oh. Jesse has one more game. Yeah. <laughs> We have to talk about this. Yes, because <laughs> it's not good. And I, I don't have anything. Why. I don't have anything good to say about this, so I'm just going to sit back. Okay, so I, I bought Pick Tui, which is a Tui's Picross game, and a lot, you know, a lot of people saying, "Yeah, their, their games are good, but always have an issue." And yeah, this follows suit. Yeah, the so I, I am probably eighty percent done, and. While most of the puzzles are beatable the normal way, there are a few, especially more in the later end, that you literally can't beat without guessing or asking for hints. And I tried to not ask for hints. There was one puzzle I literally couldn't start without asking for a hint because there was the num the puzzle was just poorly designed. You can't have a small object in a fifteen by fifteen grid. It doesn't work that way. It also does. Well, a lot of the quality of life improvements that we've learned, we've gotten used to through Jupiter's games, isn't in here. Like you can't loop from the top and go back down to the bottom. If you mark a square as an X and then try to draw a line of solids, the X will get overwritten by the solid. Like these are things that happened in Game Boy versions of Picross that has not existed in a while. And yeah, it's back here again. So yeah. It, for the ten or fifteen dollars I paid for it, it, it's a functional game and it does what it's supposed to do. It just doesn't do it great. There, there is no penalty for asking for hints, which is probably why they, all, you know, if how I don't know how much playtesting they did, but yeah, these puzzles can't be done without hints. Some of them. And all right, that's, all, is, that's all. That's uh, There's also some controversy surrounding this game. That we're not going to talk about, but it's out there on the internet if you want to go. Oh, and search actually, for I do it. want to make one more comment. Um, I made a com 
talked about this on Twitter a bit this today, and uh, Guillaume from Nintendo World Report asked me if I ran out of Jupiter games. I'm like, yes, I did. And he, <laughs> he goes, that explains why you're playing this. Can I, Marty, can I just ask, is the controversy because Chicken Wiggle's not out? Yeah. Okay. okay. Just want to make sure I was like, there's nothing I missed. Okay, we're cool. Okay. And right, I so- want to hear details in the post-show. So... Okay, because I, I, uh, I don't know about what you're talking about, so I want to know what you're talking about. In uh, so, so I'll just say it. I mean, here's the thing: this is a brand new game that has admittedly been worked on for the last 18 months by uh, Jules and one other employee, Atatui, and Hatch Tales is still not out three years later. That's okay. the controversy. Yeah, got it. I, I think Barry I thought, had. I think Barry not had offering any commentary on it. I, I'm not going to offer any commentary. I'm going to just say that's it's out there. People are that's making what, comments. Okay, that's what I was wondering. So well, one more thing, I lied. I'll say one more thing. In addition to just regular mode that offers 170-ish puzzles, there's a diorama mode which has a smaller number of puzzles, but it's, each page is like a scene drawn out of sprites from previous Atui games. So, like, there's a chicken wiggle page. There's the mud game, whatever that is. I forget. Mutant muds. Mutant muds, yeah. So, as you solve the puzzles, then the sprites are appear normal in the normal coloring versus the silhouetted. But, you know, so basically there's two modes in the game. And I'll probably have it finished before tomorrow night. Awesome. Uh, sorry about, I didn't catch that that was in your list there. I just saw Doki Doki. Uh, Tim, <laughs> let's talk about what you've been playing. All right. I have been playing Mario Golf Super Rush, like all of you. Um, I've started the story mode, but then jumped right into the game mode to do the monthly Bayham and submitted my scores for that. And man, the other players that are involved are that are involved are really good. <laughs> it's like I thought I had a pretty good score, and then I was like, "Oh, they all got like eighteen under par and all that kind yeah. of stuff." So I'm like, if, if if I make par, I will be happy. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm good with what I got. So and I just submitted it. So it is fun. Like I said, I'm having fun seeing how I can how well I can hang with everybody, and and I'm also learning as I'm playing because I'm actually in the in the course I played, I'm using Bowser uh, as my character. And then of course the story mode, I'm using the me. So, but uh, I'm learning at my own pace and it's fun. So it's a blast. And again, thanks to Drew for putting that together for the golf league and the monthly main. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot. Uh, I'm really happy that it's turning out well. Um, more Animal Crossing New Horizons actually. And the reason why is because um, actually like I have it in my pocket. My wife surprised me with the uh, Sanrio cards, uh, oh, nice. but not nice. in the way not in the way you get them normally in the store. And I don't know if it's going to come out, but it's really tiny. What versions of it that you can buy on Amazon? And <laughs> it's a whole the whole six pack plus. All the other amiibos. I don't know if it's every single one from all the series, but I think it's like ninety cards total, where you can get all the amiibo cards. And then oh, I, I still wanted to see an Agresco card. That'd be funny seeing her in uh, in uh, yeah <laughs> in Animal but, Crossing. 
I was really happy to get the Sanrio ones. So I'm I'm back in Animal Crossing trying to get all of the Sanrio uh, things. And I'm going to see if I can, if it's something I can put out so that people can come over and grab, pick up and put down to add to their catalog. Uh, I'm going to have one of, you know, my wife or somebody to try to come help me or, or my friend Scott, because he's just starting in uh, Animal Crossing as well. Uh, and see if he can come stop by and see if he can pick it up and add it to his catalog without having the cards. So if that's the case, then I'll just open up my gates and have everybody in the community stop by and say, hey, if you want the Sanrio stuff, come stop by and pick it up and catalog it. Um, so that's what got me back in the game right now. Uh, Pokemon Shield, I'm back into that game because of my daughter. She's got the uh, she beat the game. Also Shield. And got the expansion pass and she, she's been giving me some Pokemon. And plus I actually, like I said, I just booted it back up and started playing again. And I, I had the Pokeball and I actually connected that, this, I had the Mewtwo in it still, uh, that I hadn't transferred yet. So I transferred it, the Mew. Yeah. Sorry. The Mew. I have it in there in my, in my game now. So that someone would, I'm actually you, if I didn't correct you. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's just a Mew, not a Mewtwo. Um, so, but yeah, I have a Mew on my team now, and it's fun. Like I said, it's it's probably a little bit more relaxing because not everybody in the world is playing it, and I'm not trying to keep up with everybody in the world. So, <laughs> it's a little bit more fun now. I don't have to worry about trying to keep up. Um, a little bit more Doki Doki Literature Club Plus, um, because of trying to collect things i need to get all the extra bonus stories that jesse unlocked and has told me about as well um i i completed that game um i don't know was it did i complete it last episode jesse i think you did i think yeah i think so too so yeah and after i completed it um i was about to play some more but then i found another game that i didn't know was coming out but came out the game Lego Builder's Journey. Um, it's kind of got the the kind of view you get with Captain Toad Treasure Treasure. Was it Captain Toad Treasure Tracker? You know, with the isometric view, uh, and it's kind of got that puzzle solving thing to get through that view. Um, and it tells a story as well. It's kind of like you're a kid uh, going out with his parent on an adventure trying and kind of like camping they're out camping going through these different you know square blocks trying to get through it and using lego pieces to get through the puzzle um it's basically and the dad's teaching the little or i'm assuming it's a dad because um but it's the parent teaching the kid something throughout each of these things um and it tells a story of how the parent once they get home after say a weekend of camping gets keep getting pulled away to work and can't spend time with with their child and the child then is kind of upset and then gets lost and this kind of like gets into the story and then you're basically using puzzle pe- uh lego pieces to get you through um a pathway through this puzzle it's really well done and very it's very relaxing and actually i found myself i played it over a couple days and got and beat got through the story i beat the game so and for me that's something else because i got beat two games in two weeks so (laughs) tim i 
I have I have heard that this is just it's to your just even what you're talking about it. It's it's a bit of like an emotional journey, yes. and like and like the storytelling in Lego Bricks is really good. The the parenting kind of connection I think as we probably feel as fathers to our children. Yes, and that draw probably. Do you, and I'm this isn't me like pressuring you to do something. Did we? Is there any? Did you capture any footage of this? I did capture lots of footage in the, you know, because I wasn't playing at my computer. I was playing it in bed, but I did okay. take a lot of, you know, 30 second shots of it. OK, yeah, I was just curious um, if we had like a let's play of it because I'd love to I'd love to watch it because I've I've heard the PC version is really good, but I haven't heard anyone yeah. tackle the switch version. So I'd love to love to see. And again, this isn't trying to put work your way. I was just no, curious. no. If I can get to it, I will, because I did want to do a video. That's why I tried to capture as much as I could without giving too much away. Um, and I can, I have another profile. I can just start a brand new file under. So, uh, and start fresh from there and play the beginning. Cause it, it gives a good kind of synopsis of what you're going to be doing throughout the rest of the game at the beginning before it shows the title, which is really good. Um, so, and I think even getting into the point where it begins in the story would be good to go to. So without giving too much away, um, but yeah, again, it's very relaxing, a very quick game. If you're if you if you're gonna play it through the whole night, you're gonna be done. So like almost like I think what this I did. This is on uh, Apple Arcade. I'm, yes, that's where I'm gonna play it because I don't have to buy it. Yeah, yep, it's on there too. Yes, good call so, out there. Going back to GDLC one more time. If you've done, if you have, if you're trying to fill in your your image library and not sure what else you need to do, let and you want me to give you a hint let me know and i'll tell you what needs to of be course done. yeah you've been giving me some hints and then i'm sure that's for <laughs> anybody else listening too so um but uh yeah because i got the first two stories unlocked and now i just gotta go back into the regular game and write my poems to the right people in order to unlock those so um and if you, when you go through the side stories it is recommended to go in order from the top down once you've unlocked all six they are a sequential story okay hopefully i can do that before saturday (laughs) (laughs) we'll see um so yep like like i said i highly recommend lego builder's journey and especially um if you got any kids who want to watch and, and or even make suggestions for you to play sammy wasn't playing like i said i was playing in bed at night everybody's asleep and in bed so i was playing by myself but it is very, a very good parent, or even if you want to call it father-son type story elements to it. So, and I will try to get a video up on it. But that's what I've been playing. Awesome. Um, speaking of games that uh, not a good experience, uh, I've been playing Food Truck Arena, <laughs> uh, which launched on the Switch on July the second. Uh, I was initially very excited about this um, top-down 2.5D Rocket League as gameplay with cel-shaded graphics and fun food trucks that were um, themed uh, to different regions of the world, different drivers, and different special powers. Y'all, it's a mess. It's a mess. Um, it controls like molasses. Uh, the music is super generic. Uh, special powers are not really that spectacular. Uh, and there's really no content there. Like, uh, you, you can go watch my video, uh, on it for a single player. There's nothing here. Uh, I can see it being maybe, uh, possibly 
uh, a fun party game if you are tipsy. Uh, and, <laughs> but like, there's two. Like, here's here's part of the of of the confusion of this game. Uh, there's two control schemes. There's um, classic and world oriented. Neither of these tell you what they really do. Um, but classic mode is uh, you press one trigger and you drive forward and you can use the stick to turn left and right. Uh, and that's it. World oriented mode is you press down to drive or go backwards and you can control the direction that your truck rolls in, which is more natural, right? Like it, it kind of feels like that's what was created, but that's not the default option. So like um, down will bring you down to the screen? Down will bring you down, up will bring you up, curving the up. The classic you know. is you're steering left and right. So yes, if you're going down to left, you actually go turn right. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> and, and again, um, a lot of your time is spent with your truck flipped over on its side or on its on its back, uh, and all the trucks just pushing against each other. Doesn't go very uh, fast that way. You know, like, and, and like there's the ball is a giant tomato, and you're just trying to push it to the other side, but it's just it's was not that fun. Uh, it was not what I was expecting it to be. Now, if they do some updates and add in some other things, maybe. But uh, there's unlockable characters in arenas. Uh, there was also apparently a way to mod the arena. They'll have like different, like they're set in different areas, like USA, Italy, Japan, uh, to mod like time of day and um, weather. But I never could get the options to highlight. To change them. So, I like, I, I really can't recommend it. Um, we got a, I mean, we got a review copy of it, but it's not something that I would just go out on a limb for. Uh, I, like, if you're a single player experience, uh, you know, just for the thing, like, play Rocket League. You know, like, just, just play Rocket League instead or get overcooked for your next party or wait for Mario Party to come out in October. Uh, or there's tons of other games that I would recommend. Boomerang Foo is $1.99 right now. Um, Astro Duel Deluxe is one that came out the very first year the Switch was out and has probably long been forgotten, but it's so much stinking fun. Um, like, there's tons of multiplayer games out there. I, very Mart often, Very often do I not, like, not very often do I say completely avoid a game. <laughs> This is one I would say. And Marty, Marty, if I remember correctly, Tools Up came up with Tools Up came up with an, came up with another DLC or episode or package yeah. this week as well for their garden. That's another overcooked catastronauts moving outer, out. Moving out. There's so many of these great I games. I love moving out. I think that's such a cool, uh, cool one. And Tools Up. I mean, like it's it has such variety of you fixing different things in the house and coordinating how. Yeah, I mean. Uh, but but all of those games, like there was a glut, and I'm all of them are a little bit different, so I don't want to like lump them in, like throw the baby out with the bathwater. But there's a lot of games that are like Overcooked, Tools Up, and Moving Out, and Overcooked are all kind of the same. I think Catastrophe is as well. Um, you you have to really like that style of gameplay for those, uh, and so. There's other, like, I recommend 
Death Squared. Um, I recommend Astrodal Deluxe. Um, Boomerang Foo is fantastic. We've been playing a ton of it. Uh, and so there's there are other multiplayer games out there. Um, I just don't think you need to spend money on this one. Towerfall? Towerfall. Yes. Fantastic. So there you go. That's what I've been playing. And Metroid. Metroid Zero Mission. It's good. Made me long for the days when I booted up my Wii U to, to stream it the other night. I was like, ah, folders. <laughs> I can find things when I want to. Well, guys, that's what we've been playing. Let's turn on the community spotlight real quick for a couple of questions from you. Just a couple of questions uh, this week. The first comes from Mecha Dragon. He asks us this. I'm trying to get back into live streaming games after picking up my first Blue Yeti mic. Do you dads have any suggestions on building an audience up on, uh, on either Twitch or my YouTube account? Most people told me the best way to do so is put your content on other sites like YouTube. So I'm trying to do that right now. If you also know a good way to do a Twitch lay overlay, like where the chat, the game, the face should go. Also, a quick shout out to my account would be great if that's cool with you dads. Yeah, definitely. Go check out twitch.tv mechadragon101. That's mechadragon101. Uh, he says, I thank you for the help and advice, Dad. Looking forward to the podcast tonight. So uh, I will say this. Uh, earlier during uh, a little bit of downtime, I was looking at uh, Twitter, and uh, we follow several other folks, you know, and shows on Twitter. Uh, and uh, I wanted to read this tweet. And I hope it's okay. Uh, from our good friend Birdo over at Megadads, uh, who has been doing a lot of streaming lately, and he said this. He had some problems with streaming earlier this, this week, actually. And he goes to stream tonight, and he says, sometimes you're just going to stream to zero people. Roll with the punches and set up for your next stream. And that would be my advice. Uh, stream for the audience you have, even if it's zero. Hope somebody watches it later. Uh, play things you like so that if nobody shows up, at least you're having fun playing a game you like. Yeah, I I would 100% agree with that, right? There's a couple of things that I, my first couple of tips would be this. Consistency, right? So for a great example, Marty's um, Metroid Monday, right? The fact that they all are M's and they rhyme is also fantastic, right? Uh, but set a schedule, 7 o'clock every Monday, right? Uh, the reason that we tweet out when we're going to do our show, 8 o'clock every Thursday, it's a schedule people tend to schedule. They can put it into their, their life, right? They can put it into their day. So that's important. Uh, I would also say to, you know, when you're talking about like tips for overlays, I would say go watch what other people do. Find ones that you're like, oh, I, I like that. That's a cool design. That's a cool idea. Um, and, uh, and and so that kind of gives you some inspiration for and doing that. Canva is your friend. Yeah, Canva is a great tool to use to test things out. And then I'd also agree with Marty of like, play a game you like. Play a game that because if you like it, you're going to talk about it more. You're going to have fun interaction. That's going to come across in your conversation, right? Sometimes when we do our streams for games that we're playing, like we may or may not like them. And so we're going to do them anyways. We're going to show the let's stream, but you can very quickly be like, yeah, I don't really enjoy this, right? And, and you get that feeling. And if you're not enjoying it, 
I think it's okay to be honest, but your audience is probably not going to enjoy it with you. Find a game you enjoy together. Right. So I think like, like no one's going to be like, Justin, you should do the next pick cross game for a let's play. No, I'm going to send that over to Jesse. Cause he's going to talk about pick cross. He's going to talk about his enjoyment for it. He's well, going to love it. I do think people would want to watch you streaming DDLC. Yeah. I, I, I don't know about that. I, I, <laughs> you're also mean to me. So I, and, and to the other point, like, it takes it takes a while. Like I'm looking at our Twitch stream right now, and man, I am so excited to see the 18 people here, right? And just just be happy that the sun's bad. Be happy that anyone shows up. Be happy if no one shows up. Just do it for fun and recognize that it, you know it's about it's about your time. It's about you enjoying it. Um, don't be too hard on yourself. I'm happy for the 10 people that showed up to watch us on YouTube. Yeah. Also, but there's you that. Forgot them. I know. I'm such a jerk. Right. Um, and, you know, when I do, when I stream games on Twitch, there's no schedule. It's just, I feel like streaming today. And yeah. so because, because it's so random and not scheduled, I, I am lucky to get five people. But again, I'm thankful for those five people who show up and, yeah. watch, and watch the chat with me. Right. Uh, consistency is king. Uh, I think that's what I've seen over and over and over again. Uh, and, once once you have an audience and once you have people who are watching you, that's when you can begin to interact with them and say, hey, what do you want to see? Yeah. But at first, you need to find your niche and, and kind of our niche, however you say out, whatever. I'm from the South. I say things wrong. Uh, <laughs> you know, find find where your fit is and stay there, right? Like like my son, like he, he and I talk about this and he doesn't have a – He's streaming. He streams every Saturday at 2 p.m. Uh, and he fell off for a while. Well, his audience has fallen off. Well, that's because we weren't able to be consistent uh, during that time. And so we're trying to build that back up. And he always plays Fortnite. So everybody knows what they're going to get every week. He's going to play Fortnite. And he's like, well, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do that. I was like, but people know that you're going to play Fortnite, right? So uh, I think the transition to... Um, if you don't start it that way, the transition to variety streamer is a lot harder. It, like people right now would be, I like, I know Ninja does a few other things, but most people know him for Fortnite, right? That's what they expect when they go there. Dan TDM is going to like, and I'm just calling out big names that my son watches, like, cause and that's who I know. Uh, they know he's going to play Minecraft, right? So it's, <laughs> There's, there's, they, they kind of stay in their lane uh, once they find it. And so uh, I think that, you know, at first you get comfortable being you on camera, being you playing, talking while you play, uh, and go from there. That you mentioned something there, too, that was, that I think is good advice, is go watch the people you admire and see what they're doing. And if they got the numbers, emulate them and – and then make make your own as well. You know, make it yours. Don't copy everything you're doing, but just you know, not, as far you're not going to be those guys. The first right, time. yeah. Just like, go go have that. fun. Go have that's fun. What I, that's what I thought I'd had, a, had would have a problem with when I started is talking. You know, normally I just I play by myself. I think to myself. So, but I, I've got I think I've gotten pretty good at just thinking out loud. So even though it may be just internal monologuing, I'm doing it out loud 
so someone else can at least hear it if they if they're watching. One other person that I've been very impressed by what they do is uh, on Twitch is Shellshock Prime. Um, he's done a very good job in having a schedule, telling everybody what he's going to be doing, what games he's going to be playing, or if he's got a theme going on, he has, does a really good job of, of promoting that theme. Like, I don't know if he still does it, but he did an alphabet thing where he was going through the alphabet and playing the games that were in that, in that letter. Mm. So, um, but again, you knew which days he was going to be doing something because he had his calendar up on Twitch as well. Yeah, so, a lot of serious streamers will, yeah. like if they're streaming multiple days, will plan out and be like, this week we're doing blank. So that's, those are some recommendations. Um, and let us know when you're streaming and we'll try to point people your way. Uh, last question here from K9 Cantina. I love this question. He says, for everyone, if you could create the perfect amiibo, what character from what game would you choose and what function cosmetic item would you get when you scanned it? Ooh. And he also got a response from Jesus Amada. He says this, always wanted a Skylander style of game where we get more than just cosmetic items and interact with them more. But with Nintendo struggling to keep up with amiibo demands or production at this point, I would be glad if they just had enough for us to get them. At the end of the day, I'm excited with what they've made. So don't I don't have any hopes for one that I could come up with. I have mine. Can I go? Uh, I want... You know, there's been a few Amiibo that are larger than others. Yeah. Like the Guardian Amiibo was larger than... And it was more like a, a $25 price point. I want Mother Brain. Nice. I want the Mother Brain Amiibo because all of the Metroid Amiibos have been done so well. Ridley is awesome. The Samus and last Metroid breaking out of the containment unit, whatever, is awesome. The original Samus is awesome. Dark Samus, which, by the way, is getting a re-release, is awesome. I heard Ridley's uh, also getting re-released, right? Probably. Probably a lot, all those Metroid Amiibos, except for the two-pack, are getting re-released. Uh, I, I, it would not shock me to see the original Samus, Ridley, and Dark Samus to coincide with Dread. Uh, but like even the new Samus and Emmy Amiibos look amazing. The detail on them is fantastic. It always has been. So a, a, a larger size mother brain in the in the clear case let's go oh i love it, it. take my money <laughs> it would uh uh let's see what would it do um it uh, here's what it would do it would automatically map an area useful i was thinking we should have a, a have uh, amiibos of our avatars. <laughs> okay. What they do, I have no idea. Uh, but random sound effects. Yeah. You know, you know, like like Super Mario Maker where you you would turn into an 8-bit version of the character running around. Things something like that. Marty's amiibo would unlock folders for the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> 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 and, 
and mine would give you a random Picross puzzle. Yes. There you go. And Justin's would give you themes. Yeah. Tim's Tim's <laughs> would unlock a uh, collectible hat for your Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yes. My my amiibo would just be a hat. <laughs> I K-9. you know K nine says how dare you lock quality of life behind an amiibo paywall. Yeah, right. Um, I don't have a good one for this. I actually, you know, the, I think when the Mies, the Mies first came out, you could actually get like little me statues built, like, but of your me. And I would love to like create like a customized, like yeah, your I don't own me. I think that me. was official Nintendo. I think that was. No, it wasn't. It was through like a vendor. But I would love like if you could like send in your me character to Nintendo and they print your actual little me. I think that would be pretty cool. I don't really know what it would do other than just sit on my shelf. I don't have a good answer for that. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of that some other going on. some other ones I would love to see as I think the arms line I would love to see an arms line because I think they could do so I was actually a little disappointed with Min Min because I, th- I would have loved to see like like her arms really kind of far out and moved around a little bit I thought they were a little contained so uh, I also no, would that, you know what here's the one I would love to see so here's the one I would actually love to see an official actual Captain Toad amiibo because there is not a Captain Toad treasure tracker amiibo, and I think that one would just be awesome. Can can its a function be that anytime you tap it, it just plays the Captain Toad whistle? Yes, <laughs> I would just bring that around with me everywhere. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So I was trying to think of something in Metroid, and yours was great, Marty. So I'm not even going to try that <laughs> one. And then I was going to do the the Nintendo Dads ones, and Jesse got that one. So um, <laughs> I'm going to go with um, a game that I hope they bring to the Switch is uh, the NES Remix games, uh, like an Ultimate version. I would love yes. for them to bring to that. So I would love to see remixed Amiibos. So that you could get like a, a Samus with the coin, uh, the Mario coins, you know, like you got on one of the shirts um, or Mario, you know, in some other like a Zelda world or something, you know, just different thing, different amiibo lines where each character is mixed up with another thing, an element in a Nintendo environment. Can, can we throw this? Uh, let me throw this one out here, too, because this is just one I was looking at my. Amiibo over here because they're across the room from me. Um, there are not enough 8 bit 3D Amiibos like mm. the Mario and Zelda ones. If they would do one for Metroid Dread that was 8 bit Samus, and when the eventual, ne- eventual next Donkey Kong comes out, if they would do an 8 bit like Donkey Kong Amiibo, like from the original Donkey Kong game, uh, I would I would buy one of those. I mean, like, I like for that. each franchise, can we please get that? Yes. Can we please get, I mean, I'll buy them all. And Pretty I'll cool. add one more to that, too, since I, I it just popped in my head. An F-Zero Amiibo. Like the Blue Falcon? Yeah. Would like it be what? a car or would it be a driver? It would be a car. Because I know we got Captain Falcon, but I think it would be cool if it was. If I we know got we got the R-Wing with... Um, with uh, Skylink or Starlink, okay. or whatever. Star- Skylink is what's coming to kill us. All <laughs> uh, no, that's Skynet. Um, yeah, with Starlink. Yeah, th- there was the talk of the transforming amiibo. You remember the, the, the that's yes. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember yeah. that. Mm-hmm. 
it doesn't have to have a feature in a game. It just can I just get a transformer of an R wing? <laughs> yes. Uh, just a transformer will be fine. Well, guys, that is episode 333, and what an awesome episode! Uh, it's been great to be back with you three guys and just talk shop and talk everything Nintendo going on. Uh, but as we close up here, we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers. Chris Mears, Dave Ernsberger, Antonio Contronio, and Solo Something. Thank you guys for being part uh, of the elite group over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. And listen, thank you to each and every one of our patrons, whether you're at the dollar level, $5 level, $10 level. We love you and appreciate you, and we want to thank you for everything you do for us and for the show. Uh, and also, huge thanks to the over... 5,600 followers we now have on YouTube and over 1,000, almost 1,100 followers on Twitch, as well as our 20 Twitch subscribers who also get access to the Discord community and activities. Remember, you can get 20% off your Manscaped needs by heading over to manscaped.com and using the free sh- and using the code NINDADS, that's N-I-N-D-A-D-S, gives you free shipping and 20% off. And check out our merch store at tpublic.com. You can find all of this info and even more at nintendodads.org. And you can also find us in most places like Patreon, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Just type in Nintendo Dads, and there we are. Email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show. And remember, sharing is caring, so go and download us from your favorite podcast app of choice like CastBox, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or Spotify. And be sure, leave us a five-star review and tell us how much you love us. It helps spread the good news about Nintendo Dads. It helps more people find the show. So this has been episode 333 for me, for Justin, for Tim, and Jesse. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. Maple syrup mooses.